Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Good morning. How are we doing? Listen, it's 16 years. We can do better than that, right? Woo! Crazy. Crazy. Do you remember when you were 16, anybody? Yes, I don't. I don't. I'm trying to block that memory. That's what happens. You see, when trauma hits, people you block the memory. You don't have any memory of it. No, not, not, not at all true. I was in Kuwait, though. Very, very different 16 years. Now, I don't know how many of you have, like, watched uh, videos and maybe even some photos of people who turned 16 or who are 16 uh, at Mosaic. But, man, we've had some fun this week. We've had some fun with this week. And if you haven't, if you're just new, I just want to say thank you for being here. Um, first of all, for those of you who are actually in the room, thank you. Uh, but then especially for those of you who, you know what, uh, because of a lot of reasons, you couldn't be here. And I know you're joining online. Uh, I know there are some people who are like, man, I got the COVID. I can't show up. You know what I'm saying? And it's breaking their heart. And I, I just got to tell you, I mean, I was almost thinking, let's just wait and not celebrate this till COVID gets over and then we'll celebrate. But you, right, but we can't do it. So we, we just need to go ahead and celebrate regardless. So, hey, can we make some noise for everyone who wanted to be here but couldn't be here uh, to, to this morning? Yes. For those of you who are joining from out of the country, from out of the state, man, we love you. Thank you. I can't even imagine that 16 years later we'd be in this position uh, and stepping into this moment together. So, I um, mean, there's a lot of stories. I will tell you a lot of stories. Now, if you are a guest here, first time, you're going, okay, is, are we going to have a talk? Is there going to be a message? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Here's your goal. Look for it. Look for a message, okay? You're like, God, speak to me. What is he saying here, okay? Because here's what I want to do. I want to tell you a couple, a couple of stories, but I want to basically show you that when you follow God, and I think for all of us, if you're tuning in, watching, uh, what you're trying to do is kind of like go, okay, okay, uh, God, speak to me. Uh, some of you are like, yes, I'm ready. Let's follow God. All, you're all about Jesus. Others of us, we were like, yeah, you know, I hope he talks to me, right? But, but you're here because you want to know something. It could be possible that God wants you to step into something or what is he, what is he doing in your life, right? And so here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to basically um, share some things with you that we've learned or I've learned uh, uh, over the years in following God. In following God, all right? So we'll just do that. This, that's going to be the message. Now, first of all, let me ask you this. How many of you ever thought this, okay? You've had this uh, moment where you've like thought uh, in your head or you said it out loud. This is the line. I didn't sign up for this. Anybody? Anybody, right? Come on. I did not sign up for this, right? It was it was it a was it was it a really was it a relationship? Right? You're like I didn't. No, don't 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 raise your hand right now, okay? You're sitting next right next to them. No, but we've we've signed something. We we said yes to a trip, 
right? How many of you would like, you were like, oh my gosh, I want to have kids, I want to have kids, and then you got some, <laughs> right? And then you're like, I didn't sign up for this. This, I wanted a baby, not a demon. I mean, really, what is going on here, right? They're cute, but they're still little devils. They are, some of them, some of them. You know what's amazing about the kids and all that? I mean, I can't believe my son, my son is helping us lead worship here. He was the guy right here. You know, the good-looking Middle Eastern guy. Yeah. It's amazing. Amazing. When he was so, I mean, we started this church, man, and he's, he's 18. He was two years old. So amazing. So, so great. And my daughter's here as well, and she's somewhere. She's up, up here trying to find her. She's up there somewhere. Yeah. And she was, she was she, man, she was, she, was, she was not even born. She was not even born. My gosh. My gosh. And then Ashley's been here for how long? How long have you been here for? Right? Too long, right? It seems like. It's awesome. Okay, we did not sign up for this. You didn't sign up for this. So I want to say this to you, okay, right up front. You've maybe heard the gospel. You've heard of Jesus, uh, when you, and you've heard the message of uh, salvation. You met, you've seen people's lives being changed. Some of you know stories of a God um, uh, done, who's, he's, he's done some amazing things in your life. Um, but I think at some point, if you're really honest, you have this moment where you're like, I don't know if I signed up for this. When it comes to God. Like I didn't know if I signed up for this when it comes to following Jesus. I don't know if I signed up for this. And I'm not quite sure. Like I, I, I got into a church or I got into a community and you're like, ah, I don't know if I signed up for this. Sometimes when you move forward towards God, you realize that maybe he's trying to tell you something. Maybe he wants to change your mind about something. And you're like, I'm not quite sure I've signed up for this. I'm not quite sure. And the problem is that we sign up for stuff we don't even think about, right? How many of you who've tried to update your app, you go, agree, agree, whatever, whatever. Have you ever done that? Have you ever stopped to think, what did I just agree for, agree about? What did I say yes to? Have you ever taken out a loan or refinanced your house or something? And they have papers after, this is for this, this is for this. At some point, you're like, just whatever. They could put anything there and I'd sign it. See, sometimes I think the message of Jesus is presented that way. There's so many things, and it's all good things, and you sign up and you realize, oh, this is not what I signed up for. And what happens is, as some of us, we, we just break away. We go, you know what, I'm going to quit following God. I'll pretend to follow God for my family, but I'm not going to go all out with him because I did not sign up for this. So here's what I want to tell you. I want to tell you right up front that if, 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 if you followed last week's conversation about becoming the church, you followed this conversation about, hey, your life, your life, uh, it becomes bigger and freer. You, you have less stress and less anxiety in your life, regardless the kind of person you are, regardless the stage of your life. You could be young, you could be old, you could be a, a business guy, you could be in, you know, uh, in, in your career, starting your career, trying to start. You could be trying to raise kids. Wh wherever you are, the tension we always have is that we got to live these big lives, these very successful lives. We got to tell a big story. And so when all of humanity is sold this, like, you're going to do big things, and you're going to do big things, and you're going to do big things, who's going to do the small things? Right? Who are going to do the important things? Like, you're going to throw the biggest party. Yeah, but who's doing the dishes, hello? Like, who's doing other stuff? And so what we realize is that's the lie. You don't, you and I are not called to live big lives. We're called to find our lives in a big story. 
We're not called to live like all of us cannot do this. All of us can't write the big story. We can't have big stories. No, we can each play a significant part in a big story. And God invites us to a biggest story. So that's where we're moving towards. So, but, but at some point you're going to find yourself going, I'm not sure if this is what I signed up for. So let me give you some things that are not on the, the, not on the benefit list, right? Not on the things that go, hey, this is, you'll get peace and grace and salvation and heaven and all that. No, let me give you some of the things that are going to be expected. You can expect these things when you start to move towards what, hey, maybe what God wants. Maybe you align your life, your business, your, your family towards more God stuff. Here's a couple of things that no one's going to tell you about. I'll just tell you right now. Number one, you're going to encounter risk. Risk. Now, when you think of God, the last thing you think of is risk, the word risk, right? You think peace, all that good stuff, but no, risk. I want you to know, it is extremely risky to follow God. You're like, this, this is supposed to save people? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to sell you something. If I was trying to sell you something, I would give you all the benefits. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm trying to introduce you to someone. So I want you to know, following Jesus is extremely risky. Like, I, you, don't you wish that some relationships came with, like, risk? Assume the risk, right? With Jesus, it's risky. It's risky all day long. We realize this is risky because here's what happens. Number one, God does not communicate clearly. We're just going to be honest, okay? I talked to him earlier. He's good talking about him. He's good. He's good. You're like, I don't think you could do that. No, he, we're not talking trash about him. He hears us. It's not a rumor. It's not, we're not gossiping. He hears everything. He is not clear. He's ambiguous, he's uncertain, he's a terrible communicator. Uh, case in point, okay, case in point. Even the, even the disciples knew this. Because throughout the stories of Jesus, they're always confused. They're like, what are we, what are we doing? What's, what's happening right now? He, they ask him a question, he goes, oh my gosh, another story. I don't even know what parables, what, stop parabelling us. Like just, just tell us where we're going. Like, even when he called the first disciples, what did he say? Follow me. Where are we going? Come and see. No, no, I want to know. I want to know what we're doing. Uh, We're going across the ocean uh, or across the lake. Okay, there's a storm. Yeah, just come. What are you going to do? I'm going to take a nap. No, no. What are we doing? We have 5,000 people. What are we going to do? How are we going to feed them? I don't know. What do you got? What do we got? Nope, like if you're a planner, anybody like uh, Excel pr- uh, spreadsheet lover, right? Just quit on Jesus right now. Like just, you're going to live this really crazy life of like, oh my gosh, just tell me. Risk. That's what happened with me, right? So I'm in this, I'm a young adult pastor. Uh, Ashley is pregnant with Asher and I have this vision. Go and reach a diverse people group. Start a thing, a thing, a dig a thing, a thing. I don't even know what it was. Right? That's all I got. That's all I got. So I went to Ashley. I said, hey, I know you're pregnant. Oh, you look beautiful. Hey. What do you think? If we moved states and city and state, left our really good paying job at a mega church, and started a brand new church in our home in North Carolina in Charlotte. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, but here's the plus thing. The plus thing is I'm a Pakistani ex-Muslim. So we're going to be, it's going to be such a rare thing. Right. I didn't realize that it's going to be so rare that people are going to be like, 
what the heck is that? We're no, there's no denomination that's backing us. Okay. And so how are we going? Well, we're just going to go. We're going to go do this. So where are we going to meet? I don't know where we're going to meet. I don't know. But are you with me? Now, see, what is amazing about it is, like, it's really great when you move towards risk, having people in your life, especially a spouse that goes, all right, let's go. Let's do this. And she's pregnant. Now, I'm not saying she was like, yes, I feel the Lord. No, she wasn't. She was like, I will. <laughs> and then it was eventually, it was an eventually thing. Here's how it really works. Okay, let me give you, uh, let's go to a passage here. This is uh, 1 Samuel in the Old Testament. Okay, Old Testament, this is a guy in the Old Testament that no one really talks about a whole lot. We talk about in the, big, the, 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 the David and the, and the Goliath, and we talk about the King Saul, all the kings. Now, this guy's name is Jonathan. He is the son of the first king. Anybody, for extra credit, how, how many you know the first king? Anybody know the name of the first king? Saul, yeah, Saul went psycho, right? But his son, his son was pretty good. So this is an instant where his son is looking at his dad, and his dad's not moving. And what I mean is, is that there's a, there's a war going on. His dad is kind of frozen. Uh, David is not really in the picture right now. And uh, uh, Saul just feels like God wants them not to sit around, but he, in fact, in advance. And if, he, if they advance right now, if they do it right now, they'll get a victory. But no one else is convinced. But Jonathan has this, like, I think I, I, uh, God's telling me. So here's the, here's the conversation. It starts off, it says, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, because there were armor bearers who, cre- uh, you know, who carry armor. Pretty simple as that. Okay. This is what he says. Okay. Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. First of all, why did he have to bring that up? I don't know. Okay. I, maybe he was trying to motivate him. He's like, let's go, 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 let's go get these guys. Let's go get these guys. So it starts off like he's like, come, let's do this. Let's go. Let's go. So I can imagine his conversation. Like, I have got buddies, right? I'm like, hey, let's do this. And you're like, yeah, 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 let's do this. We're, we're, we're excited. We're going to do this. But then he says this. Perhaps. The Lord will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. And then the guy says this, do all that you have in mind. His armor bearer said, go ahead, I am with you. What? Heart and soul. Now, let's stop right here. He started with the word, what? Perhaps. Now, I would have stopped right there and said, hold up, buddy. What, What do you mean? What do you mean, perhaps the Lord? I thought you heard from God. No, I think so. I think it'll happen. Maybe? Sort of? I kind of feel like? No, no, we're going to go out there and get ourselves killed, but you don't even know? You're not sure? You're kidding me. See, if I would have been the armor bearer, I'm like, uh, I want to know 100%. Listen, in the time of death, you need to lie to me. Right? <laughs> right? I don't want to be going there going, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. Well, you know what, he, what the armor bearer was probably thinking? I think if I was the armor bearer, I would be like, this is not what I signed up for. I'll hold your armor. You go, bro. I got you. I'm with you, not heart and soul. I'm also with you in spirit. So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. You go. You go. But his assurance was perhaps, like maybe, I think so. I think so. You know, when we, we moved here, we... we I did not realize a lot of things. I didn't realize that uh, we'd only been married for six years. I didn't realize that uh, 
uh, that I was starting a church as an ex-Muslim post 9-11. I didn't realize that the amount of um, uh, uh, backlash I would get. I didn't realize, honestly, that I was starting a church in the South. I didn't realize that, uh, that uh, the church of Jesus, and, or, or I would say the Christianity, was all about, like, let, let's just save the world, but let's not actually bring the world into one space. Like, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that it was like, oh, no, 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 we play together and we work together, but we don't worship together. I didn't realize that, oh, oh that this marriage was actually, in fact, illegal in this country for a long period of time. I didn't know that. I didn't know what I was stepping into. I didn't realize that people, good Christian people who uh, seem to know the Lord would look at me and go, ah, I think you're a sleeper terrorist. I don't believe you. I can't tell you the amount of conversations I continue to have about this. I can't tell you the amount of magazines that uh, say, oh, so how did, you, uh, how did you come to Christ? I'm like, oh, well, you know, Jesus showed up in my room. Okay, but how did you really come to Christ? No, Jesus showed up in my room. Yeah, yeah, but when did you say the prayer? Jesus came to my room, bro. Yeah, yeah, but did you walk down the, uh, what song was playing? Really? I didn't know the risk involved in not knowing all of those things. Did you know that we started a mosaic? We started at AMC Theater 16 years ago. And we, I put out, sent out 50,000 mailers. And the theater that we were going to meet in was not even ready. It was not even ready. We were the first, we, the first week the movie theaters, AMC theaters here uh, that were open, that's the first, first week we met, that first Sunday. The theater was not even done. The mall, part of the mall was not even done. There was so much risk involved. I did not realize that. See, for some of you, you're thinking, God, I, I, I think you want me to do this with, your, with my business. I think you want me to make this change. I, I think you want me to try this. I think you want me to do this. But you know what? You don't know the picture. You don't know. You're like, I think I need to go in this direction. I think I need to. I think I need to. Let me just tell you, risk, you have to assume the risk. There's always risk involved. God will bring clarity for sure, but sometimes he might not. See, I don't think God brought clarity to me till we were in it. It's like waters only part when you're almost going to drown. Like that's the only way. But for some of us, you're like, hey, let's do this. Show me everything. And so what we do is we live our lives regretting. Or we live our lives just praying about something and not actually doing it and seeing God move. So can I encourage you? If there's risk involved, go for it. The second thing, commitment. Commitment. Oh, my gosh. You're going to need major amount of commitment. Commitment, because I'll tell you what, there's going to be so many non-committal situations going on. There's going, you need commitment because there's so much resistance going on. Now, I'll tell you this story, and again, I mean, this is just the state of where we are. So when we first came here, we started with, we moved up with like, oh man, 25 people or more started coming. And then we got a launch team together, and we were in our, uh, in our living room we started the first meeting of mosaic and reggie and tanya king were there they're joining us online and they were there and then heather gutierrez is here as well she's been a part of the ministry for 20 years 
And so it's, a, it's amazing to see committed people. But man, we have to recommit again and again and again. And you're going to have to recommit again and again and again. In everything, in a marriage, in a relationship, in a business, in your commitment to follow God, in your values, you're going to have to recommit and recommit and recommit. Because there's going to be so many opportunities for you to just go, you know what, I quit. I'm done. I did not sign up for this. I'm, it's over. I'm going a separate direction. I'm, this is too hard. Going back to our story of actually finding a place, we, we, we found a place, and it was a pretty, pretty amazing. Our first year was, was crazy. The, 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 the paper did a huge article on us, and, and um, man, we ended up just growing gangbusters. It was nuts. We were renting out, at one point, 14 theaters. It was crazy thousands of people the first year the second campus it was like i didn't know what was happening we had no money i was like it was a it was a church of young adults i was like what are we stop coming i can't okay I, I can't afford you i can't do this I can't do this it was it was it was the, this is back in the day it wasn't like online situation uh, before if it was online i would have said i would have said stay home just go online <laughs> it's cheaper but no and so we saw, oh, man, God was doing some amazing things. It was great. But I had to recommit. You know why? Because right in the second year or so or three years into it, man, our infrastructure, leadership structure just broke down. People that I put my trust in, man, I couldn't believe some of the things that happened. You see, what happens here is, did you know that when you go a certain direction in your life, when you move towards it, that sometimes it, people and relationships can really cause you to want to give up on your dream because sometimes there's a level of maybe betrayal that you'd never thought you'd you'd experience there, there's a the level of complexity and, and maybe even some of the things that you did it just gets super complicated see success is great but it's so complicated and as i look back i go man what happened what happened I mean, it was, it, we had to shut down, it was, a, it was a pretty much a church split, we had to shut down a campus, uh, we had to figure out a, another place to, to move because we really couldn't afford it. I was like, God, if you were faithful, why are you not faithful? Like, I need, I need money, I need people to stay, and why is everybody around me going crazy? And I, I got reminded that I was so immature. Like, I didn't know leadership. I just knew, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this, we're going to go for it. And man, I look back and I go, man, there are some things that I wish I did not say and did not do to people. Because I know that there's, I cause pain. And there are other people in your, in your life that you're like, you know what, I, um, um, they don't know what's going on with you. They don't know what is happening because you don't even know what's happening. And so they need to recommit every time with you as well. You know what happened is that we grew and, and then we had an opportunity to like kind of, move we had to move and so we began to look at other places to move did you know that every school that i tried would not let me in would not let me in i got escorted out with one school and the guy was like you will never meet here and i didn't know what was going on and i called a pastor of mine and a friend and mentor and i said hey i've been trying to get into schools and I, I mean, I got into theater, but I got to get into school. What's going on here? And he looked at me, I mean, and he said, you know, he said, I hate to say this to you. I said, what? He said, bro, you're, you're Middle Eastern. 
9-11 is still fresh. No school principal wants to rent a school to you. I'm like, come on. Are you kidding me? And then he said this. He said, send a white guy. <laughs> Seriously. When he said that, I was like, I'm sorry, what? He said, I know. I'm so sorry. Send a white guy. So I sent the whitest guy. <laughs> and we got into a school. But can you just tell, can, can I just tell you something? Do you know how much that hurt? Like, I don't talk about it a whole lot, but I had to really recommit. Like, Jesus, I'm not doing this because I don't even like a lot of your people. And by the way, like, every given Sunday, I'm the minority. I'm always the minority. So I've been called to love a people that are not my people. So I will love them. But good night, come on. I'm brown and that's it. Deal with it. Right? And I just want you, I, so I want to, that's why this thing's so hard. Because this whole idea of, like, and uh, man, listen, I'm, uh, I'm brown and I have friends who are black and you're, you're, some of you guys are black. We, we, grew, we get up like looking like this. And we are aware every day that we're in a minority. But man, when it comes to the message of Jesus, when you, when you feel like you're doing something good for everyone and you get that kind of resistance, I'll tell you what happens. You want to quit on people, you want to quit on God. And I had to recommit and recommit and recommit. And Ashley had to recommit and recommit and recommit all the time. See, Galatians 6.9 says this. Let us, let us not get weary in doing good. For at the proper time we will reap a harvest. Right? What's the last part of that verse? If you don't give up. I think some of you have given up on a dream too quickly. And maybe this year you need to go back on that. You've given up on a relationship too quickly. And you're like, name, you have no idea how hard. I don't. I don't. I don't. But, but just, just, you know, like the stuff that I've had to carry and some of you guys have to carry. And you know, those of you who carry hard things. You see, what happens here is some of us carry really hard things. We just look good doing it. So people think it's light. But it's hard things. It's hard things. And for some of us, we know, we know what it means to just go in and be resilient. And if you're going to follow the way of Jesus, if you're going to follow his ways and become and find your part in his story, you got to commit and commit and commit and commit because Jesus will give you plenty of opportunities to quit. He'll do it all the time. Look at the stories of the, God, of the, of the disciples. He gave them plenty of time to quit. And some of them did. But not us, Right? If we don't give up. Third, cost. It's going to cost you. You're like, okay, okay, what do you mean cost you? Money? No. More than that. You know what the price is? Pain. Pain. You're like, this is the best gospel message in the world. No one's going to come to Jesus. Everybody's like, ah, oh, I didn't sign up for that. Oh, I'm done. But it is. It's true. Risk, commitment, and cost. It will cost you a lot. A lot. Here's Jesus' words. He says this. He says in Luke 9, he says, Anyone 
who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Pretty harsh, right? You know, sometimes I, I just read the scriptures and I go, why do we not talk about some of the hard things that Jesus talked about? Because he talked about a whole lot of hard things. A whole lot. But they're not pretty, right? So here he's like, hey, if you take your hand off of that, you're not fit. So what is he saying? Does he say, I don't like you? No, he's not saying that. He's saying, I just want you to know that a plow, because they, when he said plow, they knew. Because in that culture, if you, did, if you did take your hand off the plow, your plow would go a different direction. If you took your eyes off of it, it would go a different direction. You were, if you're going to go a certain direction, you have to keep your eyes on that plow and keep your hand on that plow. If you don't, it will just go off. So basically, Jesus is not saying, I don't love you. You're not saying, I'm not, you're not worthy of me. He's not saying, that, hey, hey, you got to. No, he's saying, if you don't focus, and if you, the cost is you just keeping your hand on that plow. If you turn back, if you start looking back, if you start doing that, you're going to start going a different direction. See, that's why some of us, and you've seen this, you've seen this in the church. Some of us, they have gone off a different direction. And they think they're still following Jesus. But they're not fit for the kingdom. Why? Because you're like, you have to stick on it. And for some of us, the cost is, is I, don't want, I don't want to focus on this because I really want this in my life as well. I, I want this and that and this and that and this. Some of us, we have not reached our goal that, or stepped into something that's so big because we're just distracted by so many other small opportunities. I love it. I like options. But options paralyze as well. And some of us, you've gone off from this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing to this thing. And it, because it got a little uh, spicy, it got a little uncomfortable, it got a little awkward, and you didn't stay. But that's the cost. The cost of actually having deep relationships. The cost of actually looking back after 16 years and going, okay, oh my gosh, look at what we've been able to do. The cost of it is, the, is, is pain. Emotional, relational, heartbreak, pain, anxiety even for some of us. Pain. And for those of you who started something big or started something just hard, you've, you've, you've stepped out. You know there's pain. You've had to, I have had to make decisions. I've had to make decisions, and I'm telling you, I wanted to quit. The reason why I wanted to quit is because I had to have a conversation with people that I had to let go of. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I, that's heartbreaking for me. To know, to know that I'm going to be part of someone else's church hurt story, that's devastating. Those were times where I was like, God, I didn't sign up for this. I signed up to help people. I did not sign up to hurt people. I did not sign up for that. Man, I remember when the economy tanked, I had friends who were good friends who were on staff that I'd sit down with them and say, hey, man, I can't afford you. People had to move back to their own state. Things had to change. Man, they were dark times. It was dark. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going on here? Why? Why? There's so much cost. So much cost. My dad, uh, you know, my, 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 my mom got deported in the middle of, uh, like, our first few years, uh, she, was, she, she was deported. That's a whole different story, and it was, 
There's so much pain. There's so much cost to all of this. I thought, like, why are we moving? Like, mom was like, why are you moving out of state? And, and you're breaking up the family. It would just stay in the States, uh, stay in South Carolina with the rest of the family. And it was just so hard. I don't want to get into all of that. All I do want to say is that there are times where God's going to say, hey, 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 I need you to understand this pain is the price you're going to have to pay. This focus, this moving in the same direction is the price. And for some of us, we just go, oh, I, I, I can't pay this. But on the other side of that pain is that promise that you were thinking of. But it's on the other side of it. It's not on this side. It's on the other side. So can I just encourage you for some of you who are going through it. Man, I, I can't even imagine what you're going through. But I'm glad you're going through it. And keep going. Keep going through it. But, you, but God is going to really test you on this. You know, my dad, when, he, um, when I came to Christ, he, I mean, we, our family dynamic just changed ra radically. But, but when I became a pastor and then when I told him I was starting a church, that's when it got really dicey. That's when I remember him saying, you're wasting your life. I'm so disappointed. Why did you have to do this? You can go ahead and believe whatever you want to believe. But why are you ruining your whole life? Did you know my dad never, um, never accepted that I was a pastor? And every time he asked me about work or whatever, he said, how's business? I was like, I was like, you know, I'm a church. He's like, yeah, how's business? I'm like, and then I just stopped. I'm like, business is good. Business is good. Business is good. And so my relationship changed with my dad. To the point of like, when I would say, I love you, he would go, thank you. And that's it. That's it. But man, I was like, ah, what, what have I done? I became a serious disappointment to my mom and dad starting this church. But now things are better. But man, that time was a serious. No one's going to understand why you're going this, this way. No one's going to believe. No one's going to do this. But it's the cost you and I have to pay. Thanks. Thank you. So, so it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you relationships, your plan, your timeline, your identity. It's going to cost you all those. But lastly, I want to give you this. So it's going to, it's going to, it's going to require risk, commitment, right? It's going to require a cost. But, but I want to end on a good. It is going to show you God's faithfulness in this. You're going to see faithfulness. Now, let me read you this passage. It's a, it's a really great one. Lamentations 3. It's old school, Old Testament. Lamentations says this. Your steadfast, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. And this is one of those you need to just meditate on. And what I mean by meditate on is it's just... Just have it on your phone, have it on a card, put it, put it, just, just think about this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Just think about that, never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new, what? Every morning. Great, great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, my soul says. Therefore, I will put my hope in him. Man, man, there is something so profound about this because here's what we see. We see God's faithfulness when we choose to pay the price. 
when we choose to be committed, when we choose to go out and God knows that we don't even know where we're going, when we choose to risk. We see God's faithfulness in so many ways. I mean, I remember when we first wanted to, to risk and go do that, I saw God's faithfulness by this, this, uh, this guy who came up to me. This is in South Carolina. And he had a small group. He was an older guy. He had a, a small group that had been going on for years. He came to me and he said, hey, I just feel something. Um, we started in our small group. We called ourselves. I started this. He called it a committee or whatever. And he said, this is before we started Mosaic. This is silver in South Carolina. He just said, I just feel like God wanted you to uh, hear this. So... I know this is a big risk, right? Because you're, you're starting from scratch. I mean, we had to raise all our funds. We had to do it from scratch. I mean, it wasn't like a denomination where they paid for everything. No, that was not the case, okay? It was like, God bless, here's, here's some money, but have fun, okay? And I did not know day one when we started, I did not, I wasn't getting paid by anybody else. So it was like very risky. Again, Ashley was pregnant um, and, uh, or we already had, had Asher, I mean, it was, it was, it was dicey, it was dicey, so this guy comes up to me, he goes, hey, we started this committee, this whatever, I said, okay, great, and he said, yeah, we're, we're called the Angels of Mosaic, I was like, okay, this is a biker group, what is this, you know what I'm saying, like, what are, what are we talking about, he said, I just want you to know, your first year, the Angels of Mosaic will cover the cost of your family, if you ever are in that place, I was like, come on, Really? Can I borrow some money right now? No, no. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? What? I'm like, wow. Wow. I remember talking about, uh, like, pitching to uh, the, uh, the church that we came from, what we're going to do. And I remember saying this. This is so crazy. I remember saying, I, I, talking about diversity, I was like, the future is brown. I'll tell you what. It wasn't this crowd. They were like, what? I was like. It is. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I was speaking because here's, we know this. We know this. By 2030, it'll be brown. We know this. We know the future is becoming more and more diverse. This generation is the most diverse. Your kids are the most diverse and continue to be diverse. I remember going there. I'm like, I'm not getting any money. I'm not getting anything. I was working out the next day, and this guy came up to me. He's like, hey, man, let's uh, see me after your, your workout. I, had, I didn't know who he was. And he came up to me after the workout. He's like, hey, man, I just want to give you something. And I was like, oh, man, thank you. And he gave me an envelope. And I was like, oh, that's great. And, I, you know, like every person, I'm, like, curious what is in there, right? So I go to the locker room, and I open it up. And I'm like, what, what is it? And I was like, holy. And I, I, I probably cussed, okay, <laughs> because it was $10,000. I was like, I don't even know this guy. I was like, hey, buddy. I was like, where, where, where'd you go? Where'd you go? I've seen God move when you get risky. When, you, when, when things get risky, God moved in supernatural way. Commitment, man. God showed his faithfulness in commitment. I'll tell you what. The, the first, one of the first people we met uh, when we started Mosaic was Kristen uh, Mockler. Okay? Now she's Kristen Mockler Young. She's one of our pastors. We showed up, and, and people started living, uh, moved into her apartment complex. And, man, the day of our first launch team meeting, she showed up. And she has never left. She has never left. She's never left. And she met Peter. He was a volunteer. So, hey, you need a volunteer. Right, okay. 
And then just seeing God's faithfulness in both of you guys, in both of you and your kids, and, and just seeing in your calling in this. But man, I got to tell you, like, there's something beautiful about, like, uh, having people who commit to you for a long time. I think of Pastor Mike, and he's running around doing something, probably two things right now at the same time, okay? This guy showed up, and he, did you know Pastor Mike was starting a church called Mosaic? Yeah, yeah, that's how I met him. I was in California. His name was uh, next to my name. I was starting a church in, called Mosaic, and it was here in Charlotte, and he was starting a church called Mosaic in Cornelius. And I was like, who is this Mike Smith? What kind of name is Mike Smith, okay? Okay. First of all, if it's Naeem Fazel or Mike Smith, you're probably going to go to Mike, Mike Smith's church, right? That is the name of all names, right? Simple. Naeem is like Naheem, Naza. They don't even know. Naveen, no, no, it's Naeem, whatever. So I, I, I talked to him. First day we, we hung out in Charlotte. He goes, yeah, I'm thinking of starting a church. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm starting one too. And Mike comes back after our coffee um, <clears throat> date or whatever. And uh, he goes, hey, I think uh, God's calling me to help, help this mosaic, not start one. And he hasn't left. He started volunteering. He was working at YMCA, working two, three jobs. Then came on staff. And now just runs this place. And God, God has been committed. He has said, sent committed people to us. Why? Because... He's faithful. God is faithful. Not just faithful. No, he's faithful to provide. He's faithful to bring people to you. He's faithful also in cost. The joy, the new joy of relationships, the new joy of opportunities, the new joy of things that we are not, where, where we get to step into. And just the joy of that. I mean, yes, there was so much risk. There was so much. I, I've been a part of TED, um, the TED community, uh, TED Talks a community here in Charlotte. And I did one, a TED Talk a couple of years ago and just came on, um, on the board or whatever, trying to, trying to help them with communicators, uh, trying to communicate, um, you know, coach them. And, um, and this year, we're in negotiations, and it's like 95% that TED Talks will be here in, uh, at Mosaic. And this is, this, yeah, it's unheard of. It's, it's crazy, the opportunities that we've been able to step into. I mean, just the fact that we've been able to, like, um, um, start or uh, help launch like uh, one church and another campus, two churches in Italy is profound to me with Carlos and uh, Bergamo, at Bergamo. Like there's so many opportunities I could go into, but I just wanna, I just wanna say this as I close. Hey, if you find yourself going, I don't, I'm not quite sure if this is the direction. If there's risk involved, there's God involved. If you're thinking, should I recommit? Should I really commit? Should I do this? God's involved in there. He's there somewhere. If there's a price that right now you're like, this is too expensive a price to pay, hey, God's in the middle of that. And if you will commit to that, then you will see God's faithfulness. See, the question is, what does God's faithfulness teach us? Is it that God is faithful? No. Not just that. It teaches us that we're called to be faithful. We're called to be faithful. He says, hey, I want you to be faithful to each other. Well, let me ask you this. What would have happened for all of us to go, hey, 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 we're going to do this together. We're going to be in this together. We're going to, like, we, we, we are going to commit, commit to one another. We're, when people share that they're going to risk 
to uh, going and getting a degree or risk and doing anything. We're going to come alongside of them. What if we played the part that God plays for us? Man, it would change the game, and then it would make us not great Christians. It would make us the church that Jesus died for. Yeah. All right. Well, let me pray for us. Let me pray for us. Can we do that? Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for our lives. I thank you for this moment that we get to celebrate, God, your faithfulness. Your faithfulness, God, yes, it's, it's so comforting. But God, it reminds us that we need to be faithful people. Faithful not just to you, God, but to each other. People who, who come alongside of people and are who help people pay the price. As people going through painful decisions, God, we come alongside of them as you come alongside of us. As people are trying to figure out if they should commit, recommit, or they should quit or not commit or not quit, God, that we would bring wisdom and that we would be people who, who, who move with people, who commit for a deeper and longer time. along people who are not sure if this is you, not sure what to do, who are really risking. They've come alongside. God, for so many of us, we, we find ourselves uh, not sure of so many things. We find ourselves going, I don't know how to raise my kids. I don't know how to do this next season of my life. I don't know how to restart again. I don't know how, if I can ever come and get through on the other side. I don't know how. I don't know how. But God, I know. I know that there is something powerful when we come together, when we pray for each other. So right now I do something, God, not just in this room, but especially online. God, we pray for each other. So friends, here's what I want you to do. As you whisper a prayer, why don't you whisper a prayer for someone you do not know. Someone who might be going through a risk, thinking of committing, trying to figure out the cost. God, right now, we just lift um, these people to you. God, right now, we, we open our hearts to, to drop, for you to drop people, faces, and go, you know, God, I do pray for that person. God, I do pray for that. Those people, I do pray for that thing to work out. I do pray for that healing. God, I do pray for never prayed for him but I think I think God you're bringing him to mind. God people that that we've walked through and maybe even regret we've lost loved ones in a sense to to conflict and um, and anger. We've lost them to pain, suffering. We've lost them to division betrayal even. God right now we just let that go. We let that go. God you're faithful so we let that go. Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.